0: McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just two dollars. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just two dollars. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal
1: in the old days when we were producing information products that, you know, bulk equaled success and we had these big fat manuals and a thousand tapes and all that stuff, which, you know, I did back in the day. The first product that I produced was called the complete common sense hiring system. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, nothing I'm saying is, is like, oh my God, the world has changed. I mean, it's common sense. It just you need somebody to point it out to you. So Anyways, continuing, when, when you finish those three steps, you walk away with something that I call a success profile. Okay. You now have a template of the successful person. You literally have a written document that includes the results they need to deliver and the knowledge, skills, abilities, and behaviors they need to bring to the job. So you now, amazingly enough, know what you're looking for. I mean before this you never had an idea right I mean, you had you had a and by the way let me blow up the greatest myth of all time i'll know it when i see it okay <laughs> okay i'll know it when i see it it is is kind of like traveling cross country without a map yeah. you know what i mean your probability of getting to your destination is really pretty slim that's what that's the analogy of i'll know it when i see it going on a trip without a map <clears throat> You're really you're headed for trouble. Mm-hmm. So now we have this template. I know what I'm looking for. So next step obviously is we got to go find some people. I got to go generate candidates, and that is a subject in and of itself. Uh, Jerry, we could do an hour on recruiting easily. So uh, I'm going to cut corners here and just say you got to generate candidates, okay? And and very very simply you got to work backwards. It's the only piece of advice I'll give people about recruiting. I'm not going to tell them what ads to write, where to write the ads, any of that stuff. Just think about it this way. Work backwards. And what I mean by working backwards is now that you have a template of what this successful person looks like, it's really a marketing issue. And I'm sure you talk to your people about marketing and generating, uh, you know, new patients and so forth. It's the same thing. Where are the people that you're looking for? What do they read? Where do they congregate? Who do they socialize with? Who are the influencers in their lives? And then you work backwards. So if all of these people live in a certain area, you could go to the old school and and do hangers on the door. I mean, if they all tend to to hang around certain websites, you can run ads on those websites. Um, If they all belong to a particular religious organization, you can find out who the influencers are in the religious organization and see if they can get people to refer to you when you work backwards you're working intelligently figure out where they are now and then how do i influence them uh, most people make the mistake of recruiting thinking about uh, a shotgun i'm going to throw the widest net i possibly can uh-huh. and i'm telling you you got to think about a rifle shot what i mean by that is figure out where they are where the highest probability or concentration of these people might be how, what can I best do to attract their attention, and then pour your efforts into that. It's just marketing. That's all it is, is marketing. So that's kind of recruiting. And now we generate this cadre of candidates, and now we got to figure out, you know, who's the best. Now, here's the good news. The profile that you developed is your roadmap. You now know what you're looking for, what the right person is capable of doing, how they go about doing it, the knowledge, the skills, the abilities they bring to the table. So in other words, you go into an interview now and it's not, oh, gee, Jerry, tell me about yourself, okay? Right. It, there's more structure to it because you know what data, you know what information you need. Yep. I mean, if you need somebody who's really savvy and, you know, various computer programs, which was dictated by some result because they're going to have to create spreadsheets on a weekly basis with all your patient information or whatever it might be. Well, guess what? I know I've got to find out whether or not this person sitting across the table from me, you know, is savvy in these various, you know, computer applications and so forth. You know, if they're going to be writing, you know, a newsletter to your client base, I know I'm going to have to find out what their creative writing skills are and so forth. The, the beauty of doing this is that profile tells you what information you need to get in the interview. So it's not just uh, getting to know somebody, which is basically a big waste of time. It, it's, we're going after specific information, specific data, which was dictated by the profile, which was developed to make sure the person satisfies our business need. Hopefully you're starting to see the process here, A leads to B. B leads to C, and they all build on each other with the ultimate goal that your business need gets satisfied.
2: Um, so, I, a, I, I, see, I see where your engineering background comes into play. I really do because this is a system that you've created, and most engineers, I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I always thought that most engineers approached uh, problem solving by, okay, what's what do we want? What's the end result? and then, And then reverse engineering it. Um, that's how I've always approached things, but I've never (laughs) approached it like you're describing it here. Could, could we, you talked just briefly about attracting, you know, taking the rifle shot. Um, And then I would like you to continue on after you answer this question, but um, have you ever had anybody take that profile and use that as really the crux of the ad, like the ad copy? absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: Okay. So there's, so now we've solved that problem is what do I put in an ad? Well, it's your profile. It's what you've, that and spent time doing, and uh, okay, yeah. great, okay, good.
1: Yeah, and if and if you want a single piece of advice that'll change your world, when it comes to recruiting, doing a posting, doing an ad, <clears throat> it's just like most marketing. It's not about you; it's about them. Right. So by just changing the focus, so instead of saying, oh, "We've been in business for thirty-five years," classic thing people say, you know, beating on their chest. Yeah. Turn it around. Why not say, imagine working for a successful organization, a successful practice that's been profitable for 35 years. Yeah. Now it's all about them. It's not about you, but you got your message across.
2: That's right. It's just, re, it's just taking that, what you wanted to say about yourself, reformatting it into a benefit to the person that you're trying to attract. So if you're trying to attract someone who's interested in long-term stability, they're going to read that phrase and go, that's what's in it for me. They've been around 35 years. They're profitable. This is the kind of place I want. I mean, that that's what happens in the in the mind. So yeah, I love it.
1: Right. right yeah. And, and and that's very simple. It's very simple to do because nobody does that. Everybody talks about themselves and their own practice and how wonderful they are and how perfect their teeth are. And, yeah. Know, that's not what it's about. It's about why should this individual care about working for you? Right. So, so the same message. We've been around 35 years and been successful. You say it so it, it appeals to them instead of that it appeals to you. So, right. um, you know, that's really the recruiting piece. And like I say, I mean, we could do another, we could do another event because I mean, recruiting, it's not easy. I don't don't let me intimate that it's it's easy. But once again, take a systematic approach to it. You will save a ton of time and money because recruiting is like owning a boat. It's throwing money into a black
2: hole. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I I have a couple of boats, and you know, a boat stands for <laughs> right the acronym. Break out another thousand. Yeah, um,
1: it, it's just yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's the same thing. So uh, you want to be you want to be careful. You want to once again you want to maximize your time, your effort, your money, your investment when it comes to recruiting. And that's why rifle shot is so much more effective when doing when doing that. And yes, the profile tells you all those things that you can talk about in the ad. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get back, you know, continuing with the process, you know, now you've got candidates and they're sitting across the table from you. How do I figure out who's good, who's not good, and, and how do I get through this? And people struggle with this. Well, first of all, as I said, the profile now dictated the information you need you know that if they have to have creative writing skills, uh, Microsoft Excel, and, and you know, good phone skills, I know i got to get information about this person on whether or not they have creative writing skills, good Microsoft Excel skills, and, and they have rapport with people over the phone. Well, that's half the game, because I would bet you if you took a poll and we could put electrical leads on people so they told the truth, <laughs> and you said... I like the way you think. Well, yeah, you know, do you know what you're asking in an interview and why you're asking it? And if they said yes, they get zapped, because we know they don't. Now, all of a sudden, all that mystery is gone. I know what I should be asking and why I'm asking it, because I need information about these specific knowledge, skills, and abilities. Then it comes down to asking the right questions. And uh, once again, It's another area, Jerry, where we could spend hours. I mean, in our workshop, we spend three and a half hours doing our section on questions. So we could certainly spend a long time talking about that. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is this. You want to ask a couple of things. First of all, I, I, if, if people want to take notes, I'll give them a couple of things that, that will make all the difference in the world. First of all, I will fix their interviews by 50% with the following piece of advice. Your interviews will be 50% better, one tiny little thing, and that's this. Every question you ask has to be in the past tense. Uh, So you never ask somebody, what would you do? You never ask somebody, what do you do? You always ask, what did you do? So that alone, think about that. No theoretical questions. Stay the heck out of the future. Stay out of the present. You want to find out how they have handled situations that are the same or similar to those they will face on your job. So let's go back to those three things I talked about that just made up requirements. The first one was creative writing. I'm going to ask questions about documents. The candidate has created, how did they research it? Uh, How did they proof it? How did they write it? Uh, You know, Everything they did about a document that may be the same or similar to something they're going to do on my job. Right. I'm going to ask them questions about spreadsheets they've created, how they created them, how they tested them, what the formulas were, how many mm-hmm. rows and columns. I'm not, a, I'm not a spreadsheet guy, but I'm going to ask them about stuff they've done. Now, let's get to one of the softer skills. Okay, everybody says, oh, I'm okay with that hard stuff. What about the, the squishy stuff? Yeah. Well, how do I find out if somebody can establish rapport, either face to face or over the phone, depending upon whether they're they're working the phones for you or they're front office staff and they're greeting your patients? Well, you need to find situations that are the same or similar. If if they haven't done the job before, you're going to say, well, they've never been a receptionist, they've never been a front office person before. What could I possibly ask them? Well, you're dealing with adults. Okay, I'm assuming they're at least 18 years old, but probably 20 or 21 years old, people mm-hmm. that you're interviewing, which means they've got a whole heck of a lot of life experience. They've been in situations where they had to meet people, where they had to get along with people. They've been in situations where they had to deal with rude people. They've been in situations where they had to win somebody over to their point of view. They've been in situations you know, where they had to get people to work together. So figure out what those were, whether they were in high school, in a club, social, whether they were in college, doesn't matter. They've been in situations where they had to basically establish rapport with people. So just find out how they've done it in the past. What was the last group that you joined? Oh, it was the tennis club. You're saying, "What what does the tennis club have to do with somebody working in my front staff? Well, you know what? They've got to go meet new people. They've got to establish rapport and relationships with people, find out how they do it. Ask them about the last person they had a hard time getting along with at the tennis club.
0: Who was it?
1: What did you do to minimize that situation? And guess what? You're finding out exactly how they behave. And they're going to do that when they come work for you.
2: I love this past tense thing, you know, because um, so often we ask uh, in interviews, I mean, I, any, any interview I've ever asked, I, I present a possible situation to see how quick they can think on their feet. And generally, you know, I'm disappointed with a prepackaged BS answer. And um, I love this idea of going back into their past. And then, I mean, a couple of things, an ideal candidate's going to say, well, this is what I did and this is what was wrong with it. And this is what I would do now. Or they'll say, well, this is what I did, and you can sit there and, and decide. Like you said, hey, the way they handled it was exactly how I'd want them to handle it. Or, you know, it was good enough, and I'll train them and maybe tweak it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that is a really excellent way uh, to, uh, to but, take but care but rather, of that and, and, and just go past tense on it. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and, Jerry, rather than say, what would you do differently, which, by the way, now is automatically a theoretical question and doesn't work, here's how you can get at that stain in the past what other options did you consider
2: ah uh, even better <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm i feel like i'm with uh, donald trump's right hand man here george and uh, i mean cuz you've got the oh, don't, same don't bring him uh, up
1: they have no idea how to interview they're they're a bunch of clowns
2: no what i mean was uh george his right hand man is is thinks the way you do about um about extracting information out of people and and i i don't have that skill i haven't developed that skill and i love the way you take what i was trying to get at and you come up with a far superior way to get the information um, yeah. that, that's brilliant i love it
1: yeah just just keep it keep it in the past tense Find things that are the same or similar to the things they've done on your job, that they're going to need to do on your job, and find out how they did it in the past. When you do that, you're taking advantage of something which is called the behavioral model, which simply says past behavior predicts future behavior. The bottom line is we are creatures of habit. You know, pretty much every time I run into a disagreeable person, I do the same thing. It doesn't matter what it is. I tend to do the same thing every single time. Well, if I'm gonna, if you're gonna hire me, and you know, in the course of doing my job, I'm gonna run into disagreeable people. Wouldn't you want to know how I'm gonna behave in that situation? Because I'm not. If you ask me the question, what would you do? I promise you, you better put your waiters on, because here comes the shovel, and you know what? I'm gonna yeah. start giving you a story that doesn't make any sense. It's gonna sound good, but it's not reality. Right. So questions. Keep them in the past tense. Get good examples of things they did that are the same or similar to to what you've done. Try to keep it factually based. I don't care about the person's opinion. I don't care about what they think. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to know what they did because then I get to take advantage of that fantastic predictor, this past behavior predicts future behavior. And, you know, when getting get into the technical side of it, the, the, the accuracy of that is astounding. It's yeah. Actually astounding. So, um, that's what it is. Now, it, let's talk about the, the thing I think that that, that your team's going to struggle with the most. Okay. And, and it really boils down to the soft skill stuff. Well, how do I know if they're going to fit? We're a small practice. We've got six people. Uh, you know, I can't have a I can't have somebody who doesn't, you know, fit into the team. All right. Well, how do I interview for fit? It's actually incredibly simple, and you're going to do exactly what I've told you. First of all, you're going to define fit. What does fit mean? Okay? And the answer to fit is, how does somebody have to behave to fit in? I mean, do your people go out of their way to help each other? Do they mind their own business? I mean, there's lots of ways to fit in. Sure. So you you have to first tell me what that means. You know, so many, every company I've ever gone into, they tell me how unique their culture is. Okay, what's what's, what's Bill Glazer saying? thing? think my business is different? Yeah, right. And everybody says the same thing. Well, from where I come from, everybody says my culture is different. Right. And and everybody, well, okay, fine. Your culture is different. How do people have to behave to fit into your culture? And once you've defined those behaviors, you know, they have to go out of their way to help other people. So, you know, when I interview somebody, I'm going to find situations, let's see, let's go back to the tennis club, and by the way, that just came off the top of my head. Sure. Let's go back. What was the last time in the tennis club where you helped somebody else? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was working with somebody, and they weren't as good a player as I was, and I showed them how to do that. Well, how did they respond to that? I mean, what specifically did you say to them to to, to get them to understand, you know, and, and what were the results you were able to get, you know, was the person able to achieve as a result of your help? And guess what? I got an example. of Somebody helping somebody how to serve better or faster in tennis. Yeah, so that's is brilliant. that person more likely to help their coworkers on your job? Probably. Yeah, and, and that's what we're going for here. I mean, that's where the past behavior predicts future behavior. Is is you do you do that example? So when you are struggling with these soft, I call them soft concepts, and, and that's not derogatory, but I need somebody who has initiative. Well, think of somebody who has initiative. What specifically do they do? Well, you know what? They're always taking independent, unprompted action. They don't wait for anybody to tell them what to do. They're just always doing it. Aha, now I know what you mean by initiative. I've translated this nebulous concept of initiative into a really a specific behavior. They, they don't wait to be told what to do. They do whatever is necessary to get the job done. Well, we're going to go in their background and find out situations where they went above and beyond to get a job done, where they overcame a barrier to get a job done. Yeah. Guess what? I'm interviewing for initiative. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the key. You know, it's not a secret. It's not some silver bullet. Everybody always wants the silver bullet. There isn't a silver bullet. It's, It's at the end of the day, it's all pretty much common sense, but you know, Keep your questions in the past tense. Get examples of things that are the same or similar to the things they're going to do in your job. And if you simply do that, you're going to come out way ahead in the long
2: run. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment, and in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, Or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio
0: Show. Getting a tasty breakfast sandwich with a quality cup of coffee, that's a morning victory. Getting it served quick and at a great price, that's like a morning victory with a parade and a marching band. Get a sausage McMuffin for one dollar, and add any size hot drip coffee for just a dollar more on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Hot and tasty, fast and easy—that's breakfast at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah.